Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Wednesday, March 10, 2021. It's been exactly one year. On March 10, 2020, Italy closed down and three months of lockdown began that changed our lives forever. Scared of something we had never imagined living through, worried about being the first in the Western world to see a pandemic in the last a hundred years, unaware of what would happen and the fact that the virus had already been circulating for days, all Italians were locked in their homes and were only told the night before, March 9. Exception were the heroes who continued to save lives whenever and however they could in hospitals and a few others who worked in the few stores and services that remained open, afraid. Few masks could be found back in those days, hand sanitizer gel was gone or almost gone, and very few of us were used to video calls or distance learning. It seems like much longer ago, but that was only one year ago. Since that day everything has changed. We used to hug and kiss to say goodbye, since then the only hugs and kisses allowed are to immediate family members. We used to shake hands. Since a year our hands have not shaken anymore and who knows how strange it will be when someone shyly will try again to propose it one day and we will be afraid to say yes but also to say no and maybe we will feel the need to disinfect our hand immediately after shaking it hoping not to offend the other person who much probably will do the same. In the early 2020s people went out to dinner, ate at restaurants, looked at each other other faces and crowded public transportation and could go to concerts, theaters, cinemas, clubs and discos, sports arenas. As of a year ago, none of that can be done and it will probably be very difficult to start doing some of that again, at least in 2021 in Italy. The first anniversary of the lockdown is not just the only reason why today is not a normal day for Italy, not at all. On March 10, 2020, the virus had already officially killed 168 Italians and the WHO had not even, even declared the global pandemic, yet it would have done it the next day. Yesterday, Italy reached a very sad number, one that clearly marks a sign. We have exceeded 100,000 official deaths due to this damn virus. It is an impressive, impossible, gigantic figure. These 100,000 Italians who are no longer with us are distributed unevenly in the Italian regions. Almost 30,000 are in Lombardy, more than 10,000 in Emilia-Romagna, more than 9,000 in Veneto and Piedmont, more than 6,000 in Lazio, Tuscany almost 5,000, Campania, Sicily and Puglia more than 4,000, Liguria more than 3,000, Friuli, Venezia, Giulia almost 3,000, Marche more than 2,000, Abruzzo almost 2,000, Sardinia, Umbria and Trentino Alto Adige just over 1,000. The regions with fewer deaths under 1,000 are Molise, Basilicata, Valle d'Aosta and Calabria. 100,000 deaths means one every 600 Italians. There is not much to comment, but we all have the duty to always remember our fellow Italians who are no longer here, killed by this horrible pandemic. 
The data say that we have administered the, the first dose of the vaccine to 5,783,000 people, 9.54% of the population. 1,748,000 of them received the second dose, two. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccination made compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Valle d'Aosta, Campania and Puglia. In the last three places, once again, from the bottom are the three regions that have been there for almost a month, Sardinia, Liguria and Calabria. <coughs> Yesterday, the President of the Republic, Sergio Mattarella, received the first dose of the anti-Covid vaccine. It did it after one-twelfth of the Italian population and he did it without cameras, without promotion, without any propaganda. Mattarella had announced in his speech at the end of 2020 that he would certainly get the vaccine when his turn came and had advised all Italians to do so. Statistics say that the disorganization of the previous government has caused the confusion in which those who always abuse of their position and do not respect the cues have slipped and 25% of the doses inoculated until the arrival of the new government have gone to some people who actually were not among the categories rightly privileged by age or risk. The highest office of the state, the president of all Italians, went yesterday to this Palanzani hospital where the funds raised by We the Italians, thanks to your generosity, have been donated, remember, and among other citizens waited his turn and then received the dose of the vaccine by age and not by his role, by availability and not by vested rights, by calendar and not by political agenda. We don't have many examples where examples should be in representation, in politics, in the institutions. President Mattarella is undoubtedly one of them. Another, thankfully, is the head of the new government, Mario Draghi. His first official appearance came after days of working in silence two days ago. It was an extraordinary speech, the translation of which we will publish in the March issue of the Witty Italians magazine. Before the advent of Draghi, it had never happened that someone in public office in Italy had ever said this phrase, non voglio promettere nulla che non sia veramente realizzabile. I don't want to promise anything that is not really achievable. I don't know what will happen, but even so, this is a moment that will remain in the history of this country accustomed to promises that are difficult to keep and, in fact, never kept. At every level, national and local, it should be simply something trivial, absolutely simply, simply something trivial. But who, who thinks that in Italy that sentence is trivial has not followed the Italian politics in the last decades? Speaking of vaccines, there is some news. The Italian Chamber of Commerce in Russia has announced that the Russian vaccine Sputnik will be produced in Italy, specifically in Lombardy. But neither the Italian government nor the Lombardy region knows anything about it, and Europe remains very skeptical, also because the European agency that analyzes the request for authorization of the vaccine has not yet received the documentation for this vaccine. At the moment, it is only an agreement between three Italian companies and Russia. Then we will see. Instead, tomorrow should be authorized in Europe the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but here the problems are that the company first signed a contract with Europe, then said that it does not guarantee the doses of vaccine covered by the contract, and then now seems to have changed its mind, but only about the final supply to December 13, 2021, not for the number of doses promised for June 30, 2021. Waiting for Johnson & Johnson, Italy has been promised by Easter 6.5 million doses of the three vaccines so far authorized, while in the second quarter there will be a sharp increase in the available doses of these three vaccines 
for a total amount of over 36.8 million doses. Given that the Pfizer, Moderna and AstraZeneca vaccines require two doses, the goal is to reach 60 million doses by the end of June. Just under 15 million Italians will, with the double dose and therefore fully vaccinated, just over 30 million with a single dose and therefore protected even if only partially. To these, the doses of the other vaccines will be added, hopefully the highest possible number. It's all for now, it's all for today. Please continue to stay safe and stay healthy. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was With Italian News. I'll see you next Friday. Ciao from Rome.